Thank you for listening to this message from Southridge Community Church, located in Clinton, New Jersey. We hope God speaks to you through this message today and that you find new ways to apply His Word to your life. Additional messages and more information can be found on southridgecc.org. So let's get started. Well, good morning once again, everyone. My name is Nathan Tucky. I'm the lead pastor here at Southridge, and it is really awesome to have you with us on this last day of 2023, and also the last Sunday of 2023. Just kind of cool that those things come together. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be focused on the theme of prayer during this service, and um, we're going to do that a little differently. We're going to be interviewing Kim Moore a little bit later on, Um, and, and kind of focusing on prayer as both parts, communicating to God but also communion with God. I think if I were probably to draw or, or to kind of like see where we are in the spectrum, probably many of us in this room almost exclusively think of prayer as being communicating to God. Again, that's incredibly helpful. It's absolutely essential. It's part of it. But we often forget about the other dynamic, dynamic of communing with God of simply doing life in his name, interacting with God as we go about our normal business. In 1982, Billy Graham was scheduled to be interviewed on the Today Show in New York City. And when he arrived at the studio, one of the program's producers informed Graham's assistant that a private room had been set aside for Graham for prayer before the broadcast. Uh, The assistant thanked the producer for the thoughtful gesture, but told him that Billy Graham probably would not need the prayer room. Uh, The producer was somewhat shocked because as he was interviewing this world-famous Christian leader and evangelist, and so the uh, Billy Graham's assistant saw the shock on the producer's face, and, and here's what he said. He says, Mr. Graham started praying when he got up this morning. He prayed while eating breakfast. He prayed on the way over in the car. He'll probably be praying all the way through the interview. Uh, Graham understood that prayer, yes, it's, it, it's helpful to have a designated time when we commune directly or communicate directly to God. But prayer is also this dynamic where we're constantly interfacing with God doing life with him, communing with God, not just communicating to God. Uh, Mother Teresa was interviewed by Dan Rather in the 1980s, and the CBS anchor asked, when you pray, what do you say to God? And again, I'm not saying this fully encompasses the theology of prayer, but I think it does give us a certain angle or lens through which to see it. She said, I don't say anything, I just listen. Dan Rather said, okay, when God speaks to you then, what does he say? She, says, she, she said, he doesn't say anything, he listens. Uh, Rather didn't know how to continue, he was baffled. And Mother Teresa simply says, if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you. She says, like... <laughs> When asked, what do you say to God? She says, I don't say anything, I just listen. And when Rather says, so what does God say to you? She said, he doesn't say anything, he just listens. That in some ways encapsulates 
prayer as communion with God. Listening in on him. Hearing him. Thomas Kelly, a number of years ago, wrote a little book called, on understanding prayer called A Testament of Devotion. He described that kind of connection with God as, listen to the word, simultaneity. Simultaneity. The ability to be engaged at two things at the same time. Here's what he said. There's a level. I'm sorry, let me just grab my notes here. Uh, there is a level of ordering our mental life on more than one level at once. On one level, we may be thinking, discussing, seeing, calculating, meeting all the demands of external affairs, but deep within, behind the scenes, at a profounder level, we may also be in prayer and adoration, song and worship, and a gentle receptiveness to divine breathings. The secular world of today values and cultivates only the first level, believing, that is where the real business of mankind is done. But we know that the deep level of prayer is the most important thing in the world. It is, this, it is at this deep level that the real business of life is determined. He called that idea of simultaneity, where you kind of live in both worlds at once. Yes, you're calculating, you're strategizing, you're doing life, you're making decisions, but kind of at the same time, simultaneously with that, you're also living and breathing in communion with God, reminding yourself of his truth, reminding yourself of his love, communing with him about his faithfulness. He reminds us that in our modern culture, we typically see simply the strategizing, the overt mental processes, kind of what gets things done, but really the profounder level of meaning and significance is the deeper level of communing with God, inviting his presence into everything that we're doing. And so as we move into 2024, like, wouldn't it be amazing if we as a church lived more in communion with God, even as we communicate to God? Just going to look at a, a couple of verses um, related to, to Jesus' life, and then we'll be having some interaction with Kim Moore. A couple, maybe this was about a year ago, uh, we introduced the idea, I forget what series it was or why we did it, of, of a Bible drill. Remember what a Bible drill is? How many of you know what a Bible drill is? Yeah, some of you do, probably many of you. So a Bible drill is this, or um, sometimes it's called a sword drill. Uh, scripture reminds us that God's word is, is kind of like a sword, and that it accomplishes much. It kind of it pierces us, it reads us, it deciphers us, it dissects us. And so a sword drill, I kind of grew up with this in old church days, and we did this, it was a lot of fun, about a year ago. So a sword drill is when you take your Bible, so these are the rules, okay? You like, listen up, to, if you were rule followers, actually, if you're not a rule follower, listen up. Um, so a sword drill is when you take your Bible, here's the first important rule, you've got to hold it by the binding, like a sword drill is not like this. A sword drill. So get your Bible. If you want to grab the one that's here in front of you, you can grab that. You got to grab it by the binding. And when I say draw your swords, you raise your Bible in the air. So draw your swords. You raise your Bible in the air. Don't cheat. Don't go like this. Draw. Raise your swords. Awesome. You're doing great. 
And then I say a reference. I say a reference, and then you got to hold your Bible near. And then when I say a reference, and then when I say charge, then you can find that reference as fast as you possibly can. Does that make sense? Okay. And, and then when you find the reference, stand up, and we'll try to figure out who the first person standing is, and that's the person who reads the verse. Make sense? So you're going to read the verse that you find. Are we good? All right. Draw your swords. Um, draw your swords. Don't, don't start looking when I say the reference. Wait till I say charge. Uh, John 5:19. I didn't say I didn't say charge. See, you guys are too quick. See, all right. Draw your swords. John 5:19. Charge. When you find it, stand it, stand and. Awesome. Over here. Over here. All right, we got two. Brian, did I see you switch it? You didn't, you didn't change your page, did you? All right, okay, good, good. All right, all right, we're all good. We're all good. You can, okay, you can relax. Brian, if you could, um, you can read. Brian's going to read John chapter 5, verse 19, and it'll be on the screens because we don't have a mic for him. Uh, so you'll, you'll be able to read it on the screens as you read it from the, the Bible. Awesome. So, so you can hear that verse. Yeah, good, Brian. Again. You, you can hear in that verse, that's the idea of, of communion with the Father. I, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. You get the sense that, that Jesus is constantly, always in touch with the Father. Does that make sense? Uh, somebody stood over here uh, for the second person stood over here somewhere. Can you guys stand again also? Who was that? Was that you, John? Awesome. If you would want to read, it's just a page away, John chapter 14, verse 10. Uh, if you could read that since you, uh, John was the, right after Brian. So if you could read John chapter 14, verse 10, that would be awesome as well. That's all right. You can just read it. We'll get to the screens. Th thanks, Luke. So, so you hear once again, Jesus saying, it's the Father in me that is doing his work. The words I say, I'm not speaking, I'm in constant communion with the Father. So that what comes out of my mouth, what I speak, is what I'm, I'm kind of listening in on what the Father is speaking to me. He's sort of in touch with the divine presence of the Father, even as he speaks. So, all right, let's, I'll give you another one. Uh, so draw your swords. And again, um, yeah, draw your swords. Next verse. Oh, got swords wrong. Binder. All right. Not till I say charge. Um, Mark, see, I'm pretty particular on this too. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Not yet. Mark 1, 35. One, two, charge. Awesome. We've got one in the back. We've got one up here. All right, great. All right, we'll bring the mic back to you. There in the back, go, 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 keep, stand up. And uh, yeah, Luke's got the mic there anyway, so why don't you, uh, and we'll see the verse on the screens. 
as well. Mark chapter 1. Now this, is, now this verse has more to, do, more to do with Jesus taking specific time away and speaking directly to the Father. If you can go ahead, read Mark 135 for us. Very early, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Awesome. Thank you very much. Great job. Yeah, give her a hand. So there Jesus says he got up early, he goes to a solitary place, and he has very defined time to connect with the Father. Uh, so, so in one hand, he just seems to be communing with the Father, always listening in, always in touch with the Father. And then in this verse, it seems that he gets up early, goes to a solitary place, and has very focused time in the Father. One more, one more. Draw your swords once more. Last one. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Charge. All right, back in the back there. Back in the back again. Maybe the back. Uh, I might have missed because I, I it's a big room. So, I've, yeah. Great, awesome. You guys are awesome. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Uh, she's going to read it for us. And once again, this is more Jesus-designated time to pray. Go ahead. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Yeah, he spent the night praying. Thank you very much. Give her a hand. Give uh, Luke a hand for get, getting some exercise as he runs around. <laughs> so in those four verses, two of them seem to reflect, again, Jesus communing with God, communing with the Father in heaven, always living in constant interaction and fellowship with him, doing what he sees his Father doing, doing what he, saying what he hears his Father saying. But on the other hand, as a foundation for that, he does spend some solitary time away. He spends some of the nighttime directly communing with the Father. Well, as you are aware from this last fall, uh, we have Kim Moore on our staff as in a part-time role as a prayer coordinator. Kim, I'm going to ask you to come up. And for the next few minutes, I'm just going to interact a little bit with Kim. Uh, Kim has cultivated a focus on, on prayer in your life, and I thought it'd be cool for us to interact with you, Kim, a little bit, to hear a little bit about what that looks like. You also have a large family, and I know you've it, tried to communicate or cultivate prayer in your family as well, so we're going to have a little bit of interaction with Kim um, about your focus on prayer. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be here. It's great to have you, Kim. Uh, so question number one, and I've, I've interacted with Kim about these things, so I've, I've, I've heard this from you, and we've had some conversations on it. Sometimes when people see you as this amazing person of prayer, or they say, oh, like Kim Moore's like gifted in prayer, um, maybe there's a component of truthfulness to that, but there's also something that frustrates you mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what frustrates you mm -hmm. when people think of Kim Moore, oh, she's gifted in prayer. So um, I would say, you know, there's different gifts, right? Like God has given us all gifts to encourage and edify the body. So I would definitely say intercession is a gift 
and I think I have that, um, but um, we've all been mandated to pray. And in, um, I think it's 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. And um, so, so prayer as, um, you know, communing with God is like a lifeline and it's really a life source for all of us. Um, and also, I think, you know, you, you said the word frustrate. I think why it frustrates me is because... Um, what I feel called to is sort of like, duh, 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 come on, let's pray. You know, like calling people into that lifeline with me of um, really communing with God. Imagine if we all um, sort of became students of prayer together as a community, um, what God could do, what God will do. So that's why. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess the other part of it is... Um, uh, what sort of launched me into a life of prayer was um, need. It, it's my need for God and my acute awareness of my shortcomings that have sort of um, given me this um, incredible thirst to know him. And that has drawn me to prayer. And so we talked a little bit about prayers being communicating to God mm-hmm. uh, and then also communing with God. Mm-hmm. And I think probably, again, many people just think of the communicating to God aspect of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit how you have cultivated communi- communing with God mm-hmm. in your life. What does that, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I think about with prayer and you this is that um, it's holistic. I don't do prayer. It's who I prioritize um, as the most important part of my life. I kind of live prayer. Um, So I think the way I cultivate communing with God in my life is um, it's not siloed off from every other part of my life. But it's like, um, you know, I love what um, Mother Teresa said, because I can connect with that. Because you're, um, it's like you become a student of how to uh, cultivate the most important relationship in your life. So if the, you know, um, my husband Jeremy um, showed me this quote, and I won't read you the whole thing, but I, I found it profoundly um, impactful. It, it's from a book about learning how to pray, and it said, if you imagined that you went to um, uh, a therapist um, about your prayer life, and um, what would... Can you guys hear me? Okay. Um, if you went to a therapist about your prayer life, um, and he's, he said, you know, okay, well, what is prayer? And you could kind of expound and give this very clear, precise, um, you know, definition of prayer. And says, what does prayer look like for you in your life? Like, well, I'm pretty uncomfortable. I don't last more than two or three minutes in the presence of my heavenly father. I don't really know what to say. Like, um, you know, if you think about that, 
if you went to a counselor for the most important relationship in your life, like a marriage counselor, and you were going and they said, well, how much time do you spend with your spouse? Well, not more than two to three minutes a day. I feel pretty uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. Like, okay, so are we all on the same page? So similarly, um, I think that uh, cultivating communion with God is um, being very intentional about what does it look like for you to be a student of learning how to be in his presence, how to spend time with him, how to be comfortable in silence, how to let him speak to your heart and you speak to his um, like, what does that look like? There, there's so uh, much room there for us to grow. I think it's uh, Oswald Chambers reminds me a little bit of this. He says, most of us kind of want to be known as praying people. Yeah. We just don't want to pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think it's true. If, if, if I can, like, articulate my theology of prayer, but, like, okay, how much do I actually commune with God? Yeah. Well, there's something dysfunctional in that relationship. Yeah. If I can say, like, here's what it should look like, but yeah, here's what I do. Who I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so bringing those two together is yeah. it. So, um, can you get like really concrete and specific? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what, or even just give us an example, what does that look like for you mm-hmm. to cultivate that communion with God? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a specific of, of how that looks in a real life scenario. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that, and and we've talked about this, it's really important to um, kind of let your whole life, be awake to him always being present. So sort of always in an attitude or spirit of prayer, but there are definite like, um, the sacrifice of time is really important, that I actually do pull away and designate time to um, not being distracted by anything else and spending time alone with him. So I think it's both and. Uh, What that looks like um, sort of personally for me is I've sort of been on this journey of, Lord, teach me how to pray. And he will answer that. Um, And he has. He has brought people across my path and books and different um, things to just teach me what does it look like to uh, practice prayer pulled away and all day long? And I would say probably the thing I'm learning right this second is about silence. Um, I am an ADHD girl, and so my brain is and silence is very hard. So it's like, you know, uh, learn. It's like weightlifting. It's no different. It, it's uncomfortable and it takes discipline and um, things have to break down before they can build up. So um, I have been practicing silence, like starting with two minutes and moving it to 10 and learning how to sit for 20 minutes. Um, just um, not... not um, you know, not like this, you know, where you're just like zoned out for 20 minutes, but really like intentionally connected to him without um, letting my brain go, if that makes sense. It's practicing that. Another thing, um, two summers ago, 
um, I came across this practice of contemplative prayer. And it's where, um, you know, as adults, I think our imaginations kind of freak us out. We're not sure what to do with them. We know as kids, it's, it's good and important for them to play and imagine. Kids keep imagining, but as adults, sometimes you're like, what do we do with this? Um, but th this was like so helpful to me. It was like, take your imagination and um, insert it into the scriptures that you're reading. So, um, like, imagine the sounds and the sights and smells and put yourself in the scripture and, like, be present. So, I could talk much longer about that, but um, that's just something that was new to me, that I was like, Lord, I want to learn, I want to grow. Um, another thing that I've been doing um, in the last couple years very consistently is I never could make, uh, I didn't quite know what to do with like, oh, we should memorize scripture. Like, okay, it feels like school or something, you know? Like, I wasn't a good test taker. Like, you know, I have bad memories of Iwana. So I, I just like not sure what to do with that. And then um, we kind of had a crisis in our family two years ago and the Lord really clearly was, hey, during COVID, I was studying um, the armor of God and um, like the different parts of it. And the sword of the spirit, I was like, okay, that's the word of God. Okay, you know, whew, charge, right? But you're like, how, what does that look like practically? Well, when this crisis happened, it was like, God was just like, okay, wait for it. Here it comes. Like, take your scripture that you've memorized, and that will cut deep. Pray your scripture. And so that is what I have really been focusing on, is like, now I can't get enough. And, and like, um, you know what? The Lord is not limited by how we're wired, because I have every excuse in the book to s tell you why I shouldn't be able to memorize scripture. And the Lord has not let me use any of those excuses. And I, now I'm just like on fire, hungry to know as much scripture as I possibly can by heart so that I am ready in that moment. When the moment comes, it's time to pray. I'm going to speak his word. Because when Jesus was tempted in the desert, you know, even the scripture used this morning, like, how is it that the Son of God, who is truly God, said he doesn't do anything apart from the Father's will? How much more should I humble myself to sort of his authority? And what more powerful thing can I say out loud to refute the enemy besides his word? Amen. Yeah, good stuff. Um, just real quick. Uh, Family. How do you yeah. cultivate prayer in the family? Um, so pretty much everything I've already said. Um, it's sort of just how we live. What, what Jeremy and I have tried really hard to do with the girls, and also really what was modeled to me by my parents, was, okay, let's stop and pray. Like incorporating prayer into how you breathe, how you live. You just do it. When the kids are upset and crying, like you listen and then you kneel and you get on their level. Like, let's pray about this. Let's ask Jesus, do you want to pray? 
you know, and you, you um, give them space to learn how to talk to him out loud. You pray as a family, um, you know, please don't misunderstand, like, we are not the poster children for prayer, okay? We're right in the midst of schedule conflicts and stress, just like everybody else. Our, our home is anything but peaceful most of the time, and yet we invite him. We invite him to come. When Jeremy and I moved in um, to the house that we live in, we walked through every room and just invited the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, w- with the girls, when they were little, um, we tried really hard, especially when I was homeschooling, to uh, really have that designated time together um, every single night where, or morning where we prayed and read the Bible. In the season we're in right now, which, you know, we've got uh, kids in high school, kids working, a six-year-old, like we kind of have the whole gamut. Um, you just have to say, Lord, you are so creative, you can turn everything on its head. Like, you don't need me to do ABC pattern. You just need me to be available to you. You gave us the season that we're in, so we commit this season to you. And so in that, we just pray, um, like, we don't sit down for three meals a day kind of praying right now. As a family, it's much more like um, trail mix, snack as you go. We pray all day. Um, with the kids. So that's kind of where we are right this second. Just to maybe wrap up a couple things. I think it's just so important, even like how you begin the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like I grew up in a home without any TV at all. And mm-hmm. so I think that just helped me remarkably with my imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I barely know a TV works in the morning because mm-hmm. uh, I, I never have turned, I don't think in, I think in the 25 years, I don't think I've ever turned my TV on in the morning ever. Mm. And it's not because I'm so super spiritual. Mm-hmm. It just, but when it is on, I just mm-hmm. don't need all that. Yeah, I don't need that input. Mm-hmm. Like I just, my mind needs to be like in the space of not like easily fed mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. but of kind of like communing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, th- I think I, I know another um, kind of an expert on technology. I know his discipline is the first thing he does when he wakes up, he literally goes outside. Mm-hmm. Even if it's zero degrees mm-hmm. and five minutes, he's just outside. Mm-hmm. Like, look up at the sky. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just got to get in space. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, like, what's on your phone is too easy. Yeah. And it doesn't allow your brain space, mm-hmm. your imagination space to embrace bigger yeah. realities. That's yeah. it. It's the reality, like yeah. waking up, feet on the ground, and recognizing that um, he's holding you. Yeah. He surrounds you, and he deserves all of your attention. And, um, you know, and that requires sacrifice. So I have been um, trying to sacrifice my time to give him more time, yeah. whatever that looks like in your life. For me, it's early, but it could be at the end of the day. But it's, you know... He gives us a lot of space for how we're wired and who we are. But just, I think the, the, um, the thing is, are you sacrificing for him? Because yeah. he is um, truly like uh, your lifeline. Yeah. Well, uh, we would be hypocrites if we didn't implement some stuff. And so mm-hmm. we're going to take a, we realize we've got um, children here, which mm-hmm. is an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take a short season and pray as a congregation. And we realize people are all over the map in this room. So mm-hmm. we, 
are cool with that, um, and we'll lead you through that. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, and we didn't really plan for much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just felt like it would be good to keep it short. Uh, let's go through kind of like just yeah. doing some congregational prayer. Um, why don't you take the first mm-hmm. slide just to kind of give some instructions? Yeah, so I know there's a lot of you little people out there. Kids, we want you to um, be part of the prayer, okay? So if, if you guys in a couple seconds are going to stand up and kind of survey around you who's around, feel free to invite someone to pray with you. If you're sitting by yourself, free, 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 feel free to um, and uh, ask if you can join us a group. If you don't want to pray um, with other people, you have all the freedom to say, I'm going to pray by myself. But kids, we would like you to be part of the prayer as well. So join those groups with your parents, okay? A couple of things. Uh, feel free to share first names. Uh, feel free to say, like, I'll just listen. Maybe some of you want to join a group and you're like, hey, I don't really want to pray out loud, so I'll just listen. Uh, pray short prayers, maybe more than once. Um, maybe when you get in your groups as well, and you won't have time to do all for everybody to do all these, but um, share 2023 praises and thanks. Is there something coming out of 2023 that you just kind of want to share with the group? Hey, like, like I, I saw this attribute or this characteristic of God in 2023. Or this is the way that He blessed me. Uh, share. Did I say 20? Yeah, it should be share 2024. Request to pray for that should be twice my mistake. Uh, so is there anything coming up in 2024? Hey, I'd like just prayer for for this request and then next slide Yeah, so then just start that as your group once you've shared start praying pray for those things um, Definitely pray for relief and help for war-torn areas in our world definitely pray um, for those um, in your community and our community at large uh, to experience Jesus's love and grace and pray for the things that you mentioned as a group and Yeah, just be mindful of short prayers, but feel free to like I don't know if you've heard this term, but like pop corn style, just maybe designate one person who will kind of end your your time, or one of us will. Pray and out loud. it's we're fine. It'll be a little bit messy, chaotic. Kids will squirm, walk. Like that's okay. Like it's pray with good. your eyes open if you need to, and like, like like pray with the sense of God being in the room, not like okay, I gotta close my eyes and, and beam a prayer off to outer space, like you yeah. know that kind of thing. Um, so make it just alive. You're interacting. You're talking with God. You're with a little group of people, maybe some family members, others, and it's messy. Some people don't want to pray. They're freaked out by it. It's okay. That's cool. Um, so kind of wherever we are, um, like why don't we just try that, and then we'll bring it back together in maybe five or six, seven minutes, and we're going to sing the doxology to close our service, and that'll be it. Sound good? Before you go to prayer, I just want to read one thing. Is that okay? It's from Ephesians 3, 17b. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations. Amen. Awesome. So one of the things I love is just to hear the chaos of noise in this room as people pray. And so like turn to somebody behind you, in front of you, next to you, and just have a little group and 
again, like cup popcorn prayer. It'll be for a fairly short season of time because I realize there's active bodies, which is awesome. So let's do it, shall we? Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you.
Maybe your group can take about another minute and then bring things to a close. Well, you can make your way back to your places and let's all stand together. And let's, um, as we close off 2023, a year of services, uh, what better way could we do it than to sing the doxology together? Um, praising Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So as a community of people, uh, let's sing this together and uh, as our final song for 2023, and then we'll, uh, we'll be dismissed. Let's sing. There we go. God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures.
Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are present with us through your spirit. Thank you that as we leave 2023 behind, we know that you are faithful. You are good even in spite of maybe hardships that we faced. We know that you will be faithful, that your goodness will be toward us in 2024. May we walk with you. May we commune with you. May we live in your presence. May our hearts be connected to your heart. Baby step by baby step, may we grow to be people who live more deeply in communion with you. We ask that name of Jesus, our Savior, and everyone who agreed said... Amen. Well, happy 2024. God bless and commune with God as you go.